episode 172. Thank you all for listening to episode 171, Zazu, the Parrot Queen. I am Gary, here with my co-host. Zazu, the Parrot Queen. Uh, Bear, the non-grinder bear. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Cody that just walked into this and don't know what the hell is going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you missed it on the last episode. Oh, God. So we, the whole gang's here. Um, <laughs> we just were, we just got word that uh, Cody Bryant may go on hiatus. He got a promotion. Congratulations. Uh, he may go on hiatus. We'll see what happens here. If we have to move some things around, we can look at that too. Wednesdays has worked out for us, but, you know, we're all about uh, making it easier for everybody, so we'll see what we have to do. So. Thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's Songs by Wes. Uh, He has, we all know that we thank him for Moments in Time. We love Moments in Time. Great song. We appreciate the song for the show. I just, I know this song's older and he's had it for a while, but his most listened to song, I believe, is I Got Your Back, Kid. Uh, Very good song. Uh, with uh, Howie as well from Ballyhoo. So check that out on Spotify as well as Moments in Time, of course. Again, thank you, Wes. We appreciate uh, your song and being so willing to let us use it for the podcast. It is the staple of the show, and we uh, it's our theme song, so to speak, for our wrestling show, our sports show. So again, thank you, Wes. So, Cody, you missed the sports show. Uh, before we get into wrestling trivia first, I want to give you the sports trivia questions. Uh, Barry, you want to give us a quick update on the, the scores thus far? Yeah, so uh, with the sports trivia in from the last episode, uh, Gary, you're at 313. Cody's at 251. I am at 279. The Parrot at 144. And Dub at 17. All right, Cody Bryant, for you, first question is true or false, and it's one point. To get, uh, oops, let me scroll up here. True or false, Wayne Gretzky's brother Brent scored one single goal in his NHL career. Shit, you could have got me with true or false, Wayne Gretzky had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> It is true. And uh, here's a fun fact he gave us. Together, Wayne and Brent hold the NHL record for most combined points by brothers. 2,857 for Wayne and four for Brent. (laughs) Uh, Next up, name the three, and this is for three points each, name the three active MLB players who won an MVP award for a team they did not break into the big leagues with. Uh, yeah don't just don't do what parrot did and put in uh he he gave (laughs) he gave his answers and then gave two guys that are retired (laughs) you said they're active players yeah it's active first part of the question three active players okay uh 
Keys is one. Well, he's retired, and no. <laughs> oh, shit. No, shit. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who did it. <laughs> yeah, but you got guys that have been out of the league for years. Well, well. It's still real to him, damn it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, shit, I don't know. I got nothing, man. Uh, I would say Yelich, but I don't even think Yelich won the MVP the, last year. He did win it, so that is one. So three points there. You get okay. one one, one more, more guess. All right. Uh, who else? Would have won an MVP if they didn't break in the league with. I want to say Pedro. No, no, no never mind. Don't say Pedro because Pedro's not active. <laughs> I'm trying. Who the hell? I don't know. Besides Yelich, that's it. I got Christian Yelich. Carly. Carly. What? <laughs> I had to give him a hint, but that didn't work. Miguel Cabrera. No, no, in the league, though. Yeah, Miguel Cabrera, Josh Donaldson. Damn, they gave Josh Donaldson an MVP? <laughs> yes. That's what I said. Wow. And, uh, and finally, uh, it was absolute blasphemy hearing you guys not choose Bo Jackson as the greatest video game character in all of video games. This should not even be a debate. Can Michael Vick run around the field the entire quarter in one play like Bo could? No. And he said, speaking of which, he's getting into a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament in November. So the guys and I decided we want to uh, sponsor him and back him in, uh, in in his quest to win the championship. So we're going to sponsor him for all he does for us. That's the least we could do for him. Uh, so thank you, Jeremy. So the question for you is, uh, it was closest to. So if you get closer than uh, Bear did, I'll, I'll give you five points as well. Bear still keeps his five because you weren't here. Um, how many rushing touchdowns did he score in his NFL career? Yes. I was on his side, Bo Jackson. Well, I you just told him. He listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I, I didn't blaspheme against the good guy, good goddamn name of Bo Jackson. Um, I want to say he scored fifty. So Bear said fifty-four. I said fifty-seven. Parrot said like one twenty-seven. It was actually sixteen. But you still get five points because you were closer than Bear. So give the man five points. All right. Five points he gets. So I'm going to tell Jeremy we are ready for the wrestling trivia. We are ready, willing, and able. And, again, good luck to Jeremy. We're, we're here to support you and back you in, uh, in what you're doing. And uh, look forward to seeing what we can do. All right, so we want, we're still going to be typing into uh, the the thing here. So let me know when y'all are ready. I'm born, born ready. Born ready. Here we go. All right, so 
Four, which current WWE superstar was one of the winners of Tough Enough Season 3 worth one point? Where's... Damn it. Yeah, I think we put all the names we could in for <laughs> for him. We know he's not going to know. Uh, <laughs> Zazu. <laughs> uh, Cause wasn't wasn't the other winner uh, that dude that's dead now, or is he dead, Capaletti? Oh, which way? John, which one that died? John John Morrison is correct. All right, next. How many points is that? One, just one. One point for the fam. Dude, I just got reminded of that. I was watching. Um, I was watching, I've been watching SmackDown from 2005, and uh, I don't care what y'all say. Legend killer Randy Orton is the best Randy Orton. I agree. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, like anything besides that, like is uncivilized. All right, here we go. Old school question of the night. Who was Hunter Hearst Helmsley's bodyguard in 1997, briefly before China took over the role? Worth three points. Parent, <laughs> man, come on. I don't know, man. Network, I don't know any of this yet. There's the only dude to have Ray Man strapped to the back of his head, Mr. Curtis Hughes. Curtis, that's what it was. You can have it. Are you gonna count Hughes? You you can have it. You said you said the re, the other part of the answer, uh, Cody. Do you give him credit for the rest of the, his answer he put in there? I, I know what he looks like. I mean, he ain't lying. All right, so give it to you guys. Uh, three points each. I know Sable was his. Uh, she de- debuted with him at. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, it was WrestleMania twelve. She debuted. He debuted. Austin debuted. Michaels won the title. And finally. The Miz has been in f- tag teams with four other wrestlers during his WWE r- run. Name the four, one point for each, bonus three points if you get them all. So, so again, what what is that? Four others. Um, four others are here. The, the, uh, we have a, sorry, the, the kid showed up. I love it. And uh, we're doing a Trolls Night movie night on Friday, so he's going to be Mr. What is it? Dinkles. Mr. Dinkles. So he just made his costume right here, if you can see it. Man, we're getting a lot of feedback from something. No. You said, all right, so sorry, 
Miz's tag team partners, though, he said? Yeah, Miz has been t- in tag teams with four other wrestlers during his WWE run. So I'm going to ask him, other than now. Is that what, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, four, four other wrestlers. Four others, and I'm just trying to make sure he doesn't mean other than now as well. Oh, oh yeah, because then I have to erase one of my answers. Right. <laughs> well, let's see what he says. Throughout his entire WWE run. Okay. So, all right. I'll type mine in. Said, the word other shouldn't have been in there. That probably caused some confusion. It did. All right. Ooh, me and Bear are close on ours. All right, let's see what it is. And it's uh, it was a point for each, three points if we get them all. Queen with Cena, Taker, Hornswoggle, Mr. Roboto. Me with Big Show, Morrison, R-Truth, Jericho. Bear with Big Show, Morrison, Cena, Jericho. And Cody with Big Show, R-Truth, Morrison. So R-Truth is correct. Morrison's correct. Big Show's correct. So that's three for Cody, three for me. Uh, Bear with two. And then the last one, Damian Sandow. Forgot about him. For Mizdow. Because our, I didn't know they won the tag titles. I forgot all about that part. Because we had Miz Show, Show Miz, um, Awesome Truth. I remember that. Yeah. And then Miz and yeah. Morrison, of course. And then uh, Miz Dow. I forgot about that. So very good trivia. Um, and so we want to thank some people, some sponsors. So thank you to All Work Clothing. Brandon, thank you over there. He is essential for your clothing needs. So if you need shirts, jerseys, pants, sweatpants, banana hammocks, uh, shorts, bike shorts, boy shorts, any kind of shorts, he can get you whatever you need. Again, check out Brandon, allworkclothing.com. While we're at it, let's thank Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. I got to go to the map. He serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. La Paz, Bolivia. So thank you. And uh, thank you, Sean. 419-704-5471. All right. So uh, one more thing from Jeremy. He gave me all his WrestleMania, his WrestleMania take, which we'll get to here shortly. A uh, few things I did want to discuss. Is there anything really going on with AEW? They're still going to be doing wrestling in close sets, correct? Yeah, if they don't get uh, they don't get the police called on them. Where are they doing it at? Um, they last they said was an undisclosed location. Huh. 
Well, which I don't know, which could mean anything. Yeah, it could mean a ton of things. Um, so, Man. and they did cancel Blood and Guts, correct? It was supposed to happen March twenty fifth. That got canceled, I know. Did they reschedule it at all, or are they going to do it on AEW Dynamite? I have no idea. I know NXT is doing TakeOver tonight. That's the next thing I was going to mention. I know we've got uh, Gargano is uh, fighting Tommaso Ciampa for the last time, and then there's a a ladder match, women's ladder match, to see who would uh, fight Charlotte Flair for the NXT title, which, of course, we'll get into that as well. Um, who, who's in that match? Um, every female wrestler on the NXT outside of, uh, uh, Bianca Belair. And, uh, Rhea Ripley's not in that either, is she? No, no. Well, Bianca Belair is up on probably main roster now. She was on Raw, uh, on, on Monday. So I think she's, when we saw her at WrestleMania come in, uh, I think we see her going to main card now. I know she's with the Street Profits, who she's helping out, so that should be fun and interesting. The uh, So Io Shirai, I think, would be the one that could win that ladder match. I don't see how she doesn't win, but we'll see. All right, so let's get into um, – did, did we get stuff from Jason, by the way? Yeah. All right, you want to you want to go into his stuff now? All right, and while you're pulling that up, I'll thank another sponsor. Thank you to Tim at Verizon. Verizon's a true technology business partner who helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with the sales rep in your area, verizon.com. Are you ready, Bear? All right, I'm ready. Here we go. Jason's ready. Question, wait, this isn't even a question. Comment number one. (laughs) Not a fan of WrestleMania. I like traditional technical matches, or sorry, traditional traditional technical wrestling, not action movies. Technical wrestling is what I meant, like the bra and panties matches. (laughs) Okay. he's He's dumb sometimes. Number two, I know that everyone... I know everyone, but what in the hell? Is this even English? I know everyone, but enjoyed the Boneyard match. It would have been better if Mankind made an appearance. Your take on that? We'll get into that on the, uh, on the uh, when we start talking about WrestleMania. I have a whole segment set for those uh, two gimmick-type style matches. Um, you think Mankind would have made it, though? It would have been kind of funny if he was there, though. Well, Foley did say that he wants to be in the second Boneyard match. I don't think there'll be a second one. (laughs) No, I don't think so either. He just pops out of a random boiler room somewhere in the uh, Boneyard. (laughs) I didn't even know there was a boiler here. Yeah, exactly. Number, Number three. What was the best in-ring match of this past WrestleMania? Quote, unquote, in-ring match. Um, in-ring, so that knocks out Edge Norton. Uh, 
probably the ladder yeah. match for me. I like that ladder match a lot. That was pretty good. Honestly, um, I would say uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I thought that was yeah, a great match. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Charlotte Rhea Ripley. Yeah, they starting off night two with that. Ooh, that was that was solid. Barrett hasn't seen anything in ring yet. He's only seen the two gimmick matches. Yeah, I <laughs> that far. Ask me that next week. Uh, and then, and then number, number four from Jason. This is his last question of the night. Your guess of Money in the Bank main event. Uh, well, pro- what? Does he want to know who we think wins it? No, he just said what will be the main event. Money no, in the bank actually being in a building. Yeah. Well, when's that supposed to be? Like May nineteenth or something? Yep. Yeah, I think so. It's something late. Yeah. Main event. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think the main event's probably going to be the men's money in the bank. Yeah. Should be, or because... If you want... Yeah, if we get into it and assume that Braun and McIntyre both hold, do we think Lesnar gets in it? Is that far-fetched? Well, he won it already last year, so I hope not. True, but that's what I'm saying. You go two in a row, or... You can't with Brock, can you? I hope not. Who else are they going to set up? I would say, if not Brock, who else? Who are they gonna set up? Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I don't know. I mean, Drew. I think like we talked about, Alistair Black could be a guy that could win that and feud with Drew. That'd be fun. Uh, that would be cool. Um, I could see that. That would be nice. Uh, I don't know because I don't know who's gonna fight Braun. The only one that makes sense. I mean, because they probably will try to get the title back to Roman. But, uh, you know, I wish they wouldn't push over Bray, but they've already had that match, so I don't see that unless you put Bray on uh, Raw and have him feud with Drew. Keith Slater, I'm telling you. Yeah, 3MB, got to round it out. They're going to figure something out, and it's going to be Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre trading the title back until SummerSlam. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to bring Jinder back and Heath Slater and fight with Drew McIntyre. 3MB triple threat match. Hey, and uh, that, that that makes sense if you put it together. 3MB triple threat for money in the bank. Huh? 3MB. Got it. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, it could work. Um, just put 3MB and then put uh, on your poster triple threat money in the bank. Something like that. All works out. Play the numbers. Play the letters. Makes sense like Cody's saying. Could be a telltale sign there, Cody. Now I got inside information. We'll see if it pans out, Dave Meltzer. The, uh, the rumor's in the window. Or is your name, uh, can I, so you're not Dave Meltzer. What would you be like, Damon Meltzer? I'm Uncle. I'm Uncle, uh, I'm Uncle Dave. I was about to say, be careful with where you're going with that. I'm the cool uncle. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, 
We've got a few more people we got to thank. So thank you to Cassandra PNC. Give her a call, 419-877-0634, or visit her at the White House Branch PNC. Those businesses out there that need that payroll protection program loan can get in touch with them. There's still some money left, last I checked, in that to help you out with your business needs. She can also help with your personal needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, or personal banking. She is there to help. Again, White House Branch, Cassandra, 419-877-0634. All right, so... Let's get into WrestleMania. First, I will update you guys on the standings, what happened, what took place. Um, the, the, the <laughs> Shockingly, Zazu did pretty well, and uh, Dub did pretty bad. He started out 0-5 the first night, 0-4 the second night. Uh, so Brandon finished 7-11. and Next was the Parrot, 10-8. and Cody and Bear were both 13 and 5. I was 14 and 4. So the updated standings, I have 43. Bear and Bear has 38. Brandon and Cody at 35. And Zazu at 24. And it looks like we lost Zazu. I, ju- I just noticed that. I just noticed we lost Zazu. So no Zazu yet. Probably had to restart that computer again. So I'm going to run down the matches. I'll save some for uh, the end there, and uh, we can see what we need to talk about. All right, so I will run down some of the matches. You guys kind of tell me your thoughts on that match, and uh, we can go from there. I know Zazu hasn't seen much of them, but I will start uh, from – I'll just pick randomly through the list. So what about Natalia and Liv Morgan? What would you think of that match? Bad. Happy to see Liv win, so that was good. Need to push her a little bit more because I think she's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't see it. I I'll take your word for it. This was on the pre-show, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, no. It wasn't bad. As a, I mean, I wouldn't see it being a bad match between the two of them. I mean, that could have. I could have had that on the main card instead of fucking uh, Lashley and Aleister Black. Yeah, I can see see what I sent at you for some. So since you mentioned that match, why don't we go into that one? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, I I mean, get it? It's just to get people on the damn show, but come on. Give Aleister Black someone who's going to work. Or cares. I just don't think Lashley cares. Oh, uh, those checks clear, man. He okay. Yeah, he's cashed those checks already. And I, right. it looks like finally going to get rid of the whole Lana Lashley thing too. It's coming as they should. As they should. She yeah, doesn't want to be with a loser anyway. What about uh, Drew Gulak and uh, Cesaro? Um, also not bad for a uh, a pre-show match on day one. Um, wasn't terrible. I don't. I mean, it. Like you say, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad at all. It was nothing memorable, but it wasn't bad. Okay. Uh, Kabuki Warriors and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. 
That was actually a good match. I mean, I think it'd be, you know, one thing I did notice throughout that whole show is you can tell who, you can tell who came up through the performance center and you could tell who kind of came straight from the indies and kind of made themselves on the indies and then got converted to, like, the WWE way. Um, with that match, like, I, I noticed it most, I've noticed it the most in that match to where they were kind of playing towards a crowd that wasn't even there. Like, you know, how they, they, you hear stories about when people go to the performance center and they're like, you know, you had to play to the car, play to the crowd, play to the crowd, show your emotion, and it was so it's so ingrained in you know like Alexa Bliss and, and Nikki Cross, even though she kind of came through the Indies, but you know she's kind of a fresh convert to where they were kind of playing up to a crowd, and it's like, dude, there's nobody here. And I think if they could have. If they could have figured out a way to kind of shake that off, that match would have been even better than what it was. I mean, I think, like, the card and as a whole, if they could, you know, kind of train them not to pay attention to the cameras in the crowd, I know you have to because you're on TV all the time, but if you can, you know, if they could figure out a way to get, like, a balance, like, it would be, you know, great. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I totally agree with you, uh, Cody. Um, it was it was a pretty good match. I mean, I did enjoy it, but it also seemed like Carrie Sane just didn't want to be there. Like, she just looked out of the whole entire match. Yeah. I don't know if that's because there was, you know, the fans weren't there or whatever it was, but, yeah, they just, she, she just seemed like she was out of it. And I think if she put into it what she should have, um, that could have been probably one of the bad best matches of both nights, honestly. Yep. Yeah. Agree with you there. All right, what about Elias and King Corbin? least they let him win a, a lot yeah um, well i'm happy to see you know like i said i think i texted you guys that was my i think it was the first time i've actually seen a full elias match that wasn't like royal rumble or anything like a legit one-on-one match yep. so i'm happy that they're i'm happy they're you know they're letting him win at least and they're getting they need to get him out there more and more i think he's finally probably done with the training center and he's ready to ready to do this all right. What about Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan? Oh, that was a good match. That was a good match. That was a good, that was a, an old school like, WCW Saturday night or, or Clash of the Champions match, man. That, that was, that, that made the old man feel good. That was a nice match. I liked watching that. But I, I think they didn't give them enough time, though, in my opinion. I like the match, too, but I think they could have gave them more time than nine minutes. I, I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be more time. I was disappointed with the match. That's just me, though. I, and that's because I think I came in thinking they were going to get 20 minutes and they were both going to be able to do, you know, they were both going to be able to work and get in all their spots. Um, knowing that people were at ringside, 
thinking that they would get involved. And uh, yeah, once you know, once uh, it all finished, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's it. So I think I hyped myself more than I wanted to, which is why I was disappointed with the match. Yeah, you did kind of feel let down, like, man, that's it. Yeah, they they could have gone 25, 30 minutes, I think, easily, and would have right. been very enjoyable. Yeah, and I think what I like most about that match, probably because there was no crowd, is for some reason in WWE, if there's a match that lasts longer than, you know, 10 minutes or longer than, like, a commercial break on Raw or something, then there's, like, a this is awesome chant that breaks out for no reason. And it's like, why are you, you know, like, what are you doing that for? Because the match lasted 15 minutes. You know, and it's like, like, not every match is awesome just because it lasts long. But I think if those two could, oh, man, can you imagine what they would have done with 15 minutes? Yeah. Well, it would have been, they would have been great. And uh, if you want to be great, and you want to go 25 or 30 minutes, and you have the time to do so, you need to get coached up with that, and you need to get coached up with women. So you got to check out Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Yeah, don't be like Dolph Ziggler, lose your girl. Uh, you know, get out there, get, get a hold of Connell Barrett right now. So, uh, you know, once you're out of the quarantine and you're stay-at-home state that you're in right now and you can interact with the ladies, uh, you know, you'll be ready to go, or guys, or parents, or whatever you're into, you'll be ready to go, and, uh, you know, you'll have, you will, uh, you'll have all the tools that you need to be able to uh, talk to the opposite sex, or same sex, whatever sex you enjoy, and, uh, you know, get a, find the love of your life, or companionship, I don't know, I don't know what you're looking for, but, the best way to do that is getting a hold of Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. He will give you the tools you need to succeed and find that person of your dreams. So back to this. Um, by the way, uh, just so Cody Bryant knows, uh, Zazu actually signed up for the WWE Network. He wants to try to be involved more in these wrestling shows. Oh, there you go, man. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> he's quarantined, so he, well, besides going to work, but he's trying to participate more. And we Bear told him to start off 1993 Monday Night Raw and just make his way through it. Damn right. Once you get build yourself up, you get to the pay per view, you watch the pay per view, and then you watch your Raws in between there. Very simple. So and, the easiest way to get in. You find that storyline. That's just the best way right there. And then when you're done, right. you got to switch over to WCW and start watching Monday Nitro, and then go from there. Uh, yeah, you got to get real and do that. Watch my order. Yeah, yeah because then you figure out what kind of wrestling you like, man. If you like the more, you know, kind of cartoonish, casual fan type wrestling, man, then, then WWE is, you know, that's it. And then WCW was always like just kind of like gritty. Uh, you could actually, you know, suspend your disbelief and watch that shit. You could you could fall into it real easily. Unless you're or the finger poke of doom. Beat the shit out of each other. Watch ECW. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, ECW wasn't all that. I, you know, I kind of forgot that ECW actually had decent wrestling, though, too. Um, I started watching, because uh, somehow I got reminiscent, and I don't know if you guys remember Sports Channel, like Channel 50. I don't know if it was that what it was out here, but my hometown growing up, Saturday morning, 2 a.m., Channel 50, Sports Channel Ohio. That was when ECW Hardcore TV came on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and that's when, like, that's when I found out, like, that, like, Raven Tommy Dreamer is one of the best long-term feuds in wrestling. <clears throat> yep. I agree with you there. And I don't like you get swept under the rug sometimes just because of, you know, EC, like everything else that people think ECW was. I mean, granted, you had Fabu and and the gangsters and, and uh, public enemy, yeah, but <clears throat> I mean, you still had Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, you know, Ray Mysterio oh. breaking into America there. Like, there was a lot of good wrestling. Dude, Stevie Richards, too. Dude, he gets yeah. so much shit, but he was awesome. And I too many people have done so much shit. Fucking Chris Candido, Shane Douglas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I don't know what it is about Shane Douglas and ECW, but, man, in ECW, like, he was the shit. Can, can we sidebar, too, since you brought up the gangsters? I finally watched yeah. the New Jack Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, the my God. Holy shit. Absolutely <laughs> insane. Holy shit. Dude, I just wish they would have talked about the Smoky Mountain stuff more. Yeah. Cause, I, like uh, how Cornette, I like how big of a corner, corner, uh, centerpiece Cornette is on all these episodes so far. I love it. Right. But dude, Cornette is like the encyclopedia. He's like the living encyclopedia. Yes, he is. New Jack. I like. I, I love like, Cornette. Yeah, New Jack was a crazy oh, motherfucker. That's fine. Not politics. He, he gets a little <laughs> bit wild sometimes, but I like. I don't think there's, there isn't much he doesn't get too wild about though. Like he gets wild about everything. <laughs> that is true. Fucking Jim Cornette. Like, I, I listened to a, a podcast, and they were talking about pizza, and you could tell in his voice that, like, he was short of breath, and his face was beat red. You could tell. Like, he was legit, like, mad because they were talking about pizza. Uh, he, he does get very, very passionate on a lot of things, but definitely on right. Speaking Definitely. not to, to sidebar real quick. Uh, so, uh, Dave Portnoy, El Presidente, who's been doing the pizza reviews, frozen pizza reviews, you know, he shit on Jack's a few weeks ago, finally ate a Jack's, gave it a 0. 0.08. <laughs> Just a dick. I love Jack's pizza. He's like, it's got flop. I'm like, you didn't cook it right. Jesus. Uh, but anyway. So New Jack, uh, we, the, he had the big guy come in the ring. And, you know, the parents, what blew me away was the parents were in the crowd, didn't say a freaking thing until 
you know, he says, uh, he's, and then he says, he's only 17 after <laughs> New Jack just cuts him across the head. And, uh, oh my God. Brutal. And then, uh, it's crazy. The only story I didn't remember was that very last one. Oh, he stabbed the guy? guy? He stabbed like nine times in Florida. That's the one I remember the most. <laughs> like, like, I they're going to make it. He said, drop the, ch- drop the charges, and then he took off. Yeah, man. Like, dude, that was hilarious. The, the, the best part for me about that whole thing was, like, it was kind of like the Rick James, uh, Dave Chappelle moment. When he was like, you know, they said I stabbed him 15 times. I stabbed him 15 times. It was like... Eight or nine, but <laughs> yeah, it was like eight or nine. It was fifteen. I counted them. Like, oh my god! No, and then, that was. I I think it was. I can't remember which one it was. If it was that one or if it was the mass transit one, but it was the one where I think it was the mass transit because it was the one where his mom said, or no, maybe it was that because his mom was going to jail and she's like, "Shut up, bitch!" And I'm like, "What? I'm like, this fucking wild." Yep, that fucking wild. And then the uh, the middle one too. Who was he fighting against that uh, you know w- didn't want to do the move, and then it ended up you know he landed on him and broke his skull. Oh, oh yeah, that was a big grind. Yeah. yeah, that was a big grind. Well, yeah, I remember that match. And then the next one, he throws I, him uh, into, the, into the tables and the, overthrows him. Yeah. Yeah, and he just said like, "Yeah, I tried to kill him." Yeah. Yeah, straight up. I'm like, oh my god, like, dude, this is not what you say. Like, <laughs> New Jack like, doesn't at give least a shit. Make something up. That was, yeah, that was what. Like, I was like, and I don't get intimidated or cringy, but I was like cringing through some of that. Like, oh my god, like, is this real right now? Like, yeah. holy shit, this dude is wild. Yeah, and then you hear about how he grew up, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that kind of explains a few things. That's what he told him. He fucked up. He was fucked up. Like Corn- the head. Yeah. Cornette saying that. Go out and do what you want. Yeah, dad stabbed his mom five times and shot her in the cat. Yeah, like, then shot her. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. And then... I thought it was funny because his tag team partner and the gangsters, <laughs> they come up and he goes, he was smoking pencil shaving. <laughs> he, goes, yeah. and he, goes, he goes, no comment. <laughs> yeah, man. He was like, he was like, smoking pencil time. shavings and whatever was growing outside of the building. It was crazy. So, and I'm looking at D-Lo like, damn, D-Lo, what the fuck did you do to get wrapped up in this? <laughs> D-Lo, D-Lo got back, too. Yeah, man. Sandman looks exactly how I thought Sandman would look at this age. Right. Hell, I'm surprised Sandman got to this age. I, uh, you have a valid point there. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Let me yeah, let me rephrase that. For this age of where he's at, he looks pretty good. How about that? that right, yeah. I, he looks good for you know to be alive, you know. And then you okay. look he was funny as shit though. Yes he, he was. Him and that him and that though was just like comedy relief, I think. Because that he was funny as shit. Yeah. 
Really? He's like, I, I wouldn't fuck with New Jack. No fucking way. Really? I wouldn't fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, all right. So, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, that was probably the most lucid thing Sandman ever said in his life. <laughs> True. Yeah, you know, I didn't think Sandman was that smart, but he obviously is. Yeah, right? very smart. <laughs> I figure all the uh, kendo shots in the head and the beer chugging and who knows how many, what else he smoked besides cigarettes coming to the ring, that uh, that would have damaged his brain. But I guess he doesn't have as much CTE as I thought he would. Right. Well, I mean, if you smoked it all the way, how much is there really left to damage? <laughs> you make a valid point there. <laughs> Motherfucker, he's the only dude who's gonna come into the ring and bust himself open before the match even starts. Yeah, the beer, the beer can. Ring. <laughs> the hard way. The fucking hard way, man. <laughs> Crazy shit. All right, yeah. So, all right, let's get back on to uh, WrestleMania. So, Street Profits against Austin Theory, Angel Garza. What'd you guys think? It was a good match. Yeah. I was happy the Street Profits kept the belt. Same. For what they put together, yeah. I mean, for what they put together and with a last-minute replacement, it was still a pretty good match. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Because Theory was, what, the replacement? Yes. Yeah. I wish they would give the Street Profits the gimmick that, uh, I wish they give them the gimmick that Titus O'Neil and Darren Young had. Because they're better talkers and they're they're better wrestlers than O'Neill and Darren Young, and they could have made that work instead of this. I don't know. Instead of the being the stereotype. Yep. And uh, I mean, hell, they might as well be. They might as well get somebody to come out rapping. They'll just be uh, men on a mission after Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of Weight Watchers. <laughs> yes, it is. The uh, I will throw in there because I before I forget, uh, Mojo Riley beat on night one beat our uh, uh, truth for the twenty four seven title. Then Gronk got it the next night. Whatever. Um, uh, yes, and then uh, so let's go to the next one. How about Otis and Dolph Ziggler? I liked it. I like the story. I yeah, mean, right. I was telling, uh, yeah, I was telling him about uh, what happened, like on uh, on their Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember what WWE had. Uh, you know, Otis Otis humps the air to get himself going. It said coming, and I was just like, that's a that's a pretty sad choice of words there, WWE. What the hell? But it was good. He got his kiss, Mandy Rose. Yeah, yeah, no, this was, I don't even think they probably would go that far back in 97 either, though, 97, 98. I mean, if Ziggler was a real heel, he had just said, tell me how my dick tastes. You know, he just. <laughs> I, don't, you know, I, don't think Ziggler, I don't think Ziggler hit it. There was only two dates. Hey, man, but, it, yeah, well, but, I mean, if you, if they, if they have Ziggler, you know, if they're trying to portray him as that type of guy, like, he better have been at the hit after two dates. 
I'm just saying. True, true. I don't think it would happen. I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he didn't. But I could also see that too, though. Like, I don't know. Like, just if you if you kind of suspend disbelief and you kind of look at Ziggler, like how many dudes you probably know that are like him that don't get any? Like, you kind of see that too. I think a lot of dudes like Ziggler don't get any. Like I, dudes like Ziggler only get it from women like Vicky Guerrero at that time. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying this. I'm by the way, I'm saying this is Ziggler's character, and I think we both are. As Ziggler's character, not as a person. Just uh, FYI for the, uh, you know, the, the snowflakes out there who may be thinking. Oh, that we're okay. about. I said it. <laughs> What about uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, and Shayna Baszler? I like the finish of the match. I've seen it a couple times, but I like the finish. Right. I thought it was pretty good. I think they're just going to build more. I think they want to give Shayna the belt um, with a crowd. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're getting at. So maybe SummerSlam, she'll get that belt. Yeah. Yeah, because Becky. Yeah, which I mean, it makes sense, but if she's a heel, I mean, what does the crowd? I don't know. If they're gonna end up turning them, yeah, it's just like one of those. I don't know. It's I don't. I get it, but there's no like fucking face and heel anymore because the crowd's so goddamn stupid. Right. Right. There's no like. They're like, oh. But she's NXT, so she deserves the belt. So they don't give a fuck. Right. Right. You know, like that shit. Right. Yeah. I think she's worked hard, and I think she does deserve the belt. But I think maybe right. they're just looking for the right spot to do it. Maybe they want to garner more heat on. I don't, even though I don't think they'll get it. But I don't, I think, I don't know how much more they could have got when she fuck. She bit her in the back of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's not> great. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she can bite something else at sleep. Right. Oh. All right. the The next two, the, the next two, I'll just uh, read because they're the, essentially the same match: Brock Lesnar against Drew McIntyre, Goldberg against Braun Strowman. Same exact damn match. You had three finishes, kickouts, four finishes. I win. That's it. It's over. Mm. Braun got the title. I I did read some interesting stuff about that 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 I want to talk about. Um, and then, of course, Drew McIntyre had his his time, which is great. Uh, was glad to see Drew get the title. He deserves a great comeback story. Uh, one thing I did see, and I want to hear what you guys think about this. Well, actually, two things about the Goldberg-Braun Strowman thing. So Goldberg, the reason, two reasons Braun got it. One, well, actually, three. Roman not being there. Uh, Goldberg, they wanted Goldberg to keep it, but he didn't want to extend his time was another thing that's floating out there. And the other thing is they had two options to beat Goldberg at WrestleMania, Braun Strowman and Jeff Hardy. And then some people saying Jeff should have been. But uh, what do you guys think about that? Would you have been – are you better – do you like the idea of Braun winning it better than Jeff Hardy or would you have been better off with Jeff Hardy over uh, instead of Braun? Oh, Braun, 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 Braun. Dude fucking deserves it. He should have got it a year or two ago. 
They're right. using him so fucking wrong. And this isn't this isn't the way he should have got it. But at least he did. Yeah, he at least got it. Now I also seen floating around. Um there was something about Goldberg not even winning the title at all. And he won the title because he didn't want his fans to make uh, to not look at him as like a superhero and not being able to beat, you know, the, the Fiend. And that was the only reason why he ended up with the title in the first place. Now, that's what I had seen floating around. But, I mean, I, I, if you had, I, I guess if anybody, I'd rather it be Braun instead of Jeff Hardy. Like, I, I mean, I'm telling you, not, like, I, I watched, I don't know if you guys seen Goldberg's Broken Skull session. Yes. Have you guys had a chance to see that? Yeah. Oh, you seen that? Yeah. Now, to me, he came off as like this real. He just came off real defensive. Yeah, I agree with you there. And now, so I mean, like, I can only imagine him trying to have a match with Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania. Like that, there's, there's no way that would have happened. But he would have been able to do nothing with him. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, so I just him and. Him and his, you know, aura or whatever he, however he feels about himself, I don't think he would have lost it to anybody but Braun. Yep. Um, so a few things so we can keep the show moving along. Uh, the ladder match, uh, I did like, uh, just if you guys agree or not, it, obviously it was just Morrison against Kofi and uh, uh, which Uso was it Jimmy or was it Jimmy? Anyway, I think Jimmy was in the match, yeah. Yeah, so the, the finish was awesome, and I could see it coming towards the end when the ladder was set up there, and I saw him grab the straps, but it was cool that they pulled the whole thing down, and the belts are still there, and they hit Morrison, and he pulls the belts down with him and lands on the ladder. I thought that was a unique finish, and it was a different type of finish. I, I was very happy with that. Yeah, I enjoyed the finish of that match. I think I even said it when it happened. I was like, that was a cool finish. Yep. Um. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, uh, fun spot for Kevin Owens. What'd you guys think of that? It, it was all right. I, I don't know. It just—I think it could have been better. I don't—I don't know what. It, it's almost as if something's missing between them. It's like it was a good match, but it just kind of is like, well, I don't know. Like it could have been something more. It felt like. Yeah, uh, that certainly could have been one of those. Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn sort of matches, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just, you're right. Uh, something was missing. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. Kevin Owens going off the WrestleMania side onto the, uh, onto the uh, announcer's table, that was an awesome spot. I thought it was great that they, you know, they played it off of uh, disqualification. Kevin Owens coming back in. Hey, let's restart the match. Um, I thought that was great. But you're right. Something, it just, it was good. It just didn't seem like that X Factor was there that made it great yeah. or amazing. Awesome. I, th- I think part of that, that partly kind of threw it off for me, though. The whole, like, disqualification ending. And, hey, come down, come back down. Let's restart this. I don't know. Like, that part... Just that part of the match right there kind of took me out of it. Because then it kind of felt like an episode of Raw when they did that. 
instead of just, you know, let these guys, let them have their time. I think if they would have had their time, even at that same amount of time, without that um, that pause in between with the whole, like, restarting the match and DQ, I, I don't know. I just, I think it just felt like it could have been better if they wouldn't have had that pause. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, just so you guys are aware, the uh, NXT TakeOver is on, and uh, the ladder match is going on currently. Just so you guys know. Right, switch over. Yep. And uh, so switch that over real quick. And I am. Uh, we'll get into the next match here in one second. So, like we said, we're watching that. Uh, I've got that NXT ladder match on. Looks fun with the women. Um, we'll get into the. We'll get into the next match here uh, to, that we can talk about. How about the uh, women's championship match? Bailey, Lacey, Naomi, Sasha, Tamina. I think Bailey should have gave it up, but that's just me. Yep, and uh, I think I think it showed that uh, you know it's setting up like you said that feud with Sasha. Uh, I like that Lacey held her own, looked good. Lacey looked good, so she could hold the title someday. I thought they were going to give it to her there when it was those two left, and then uh, Sasha came in and and got the uh, and and helped her friend after this whole thing that you guys can discuss what happened in the match. But uh, well, I see a feud there being set up. I mean, I think they're going to be. I think that Charlotte and Charlotte and uh, I'm sorry, Charlotte. Shit. I think that Bailey. I was. I'm thinking about uh, my old bay. Um, I think that Bailey and Sasha are definitely setting up something there. I mean, you kind of saw it. You kind of seen this before, where they push a little bit, but not a lot. But it's just a little. Oh, Bailey could have broke up the pinfall, but she didn't, sort of thing. And it could be because yeah, she'll come back and say, "Well, I wanted to win," but Sasha will be like, "Oh, I thought we were friends. We could have fought for it," sort of thing. We'll see where they push the storyline to. But you know, we've just seen something like this before. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, to me, I just don't think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna keep teasing it, I, and I, I think they're gonna keep teasing it because they don't know where else to go with it after that. Though I think. Because they, they could have enough matches, good matches, you know, just between the two of them. But then if you do that, then where do you leave everybody else? Because, I mean, Lacey Evans is somebody that should be in the mix. You know, she's improved a lot since she, you know, first came on to the main roster. So, you know, she deserves it. Um, I mean, depending on, well, Nia Jax, she just came back. But she's going to be on Raw, though, right? Yeah, I believe so. I uh, think. So, I mean, and then you still have Naomi as well on SmackDown. So, I mean, just between the four of them, and then depending on what you do with uh, Asuka and, and uh, you know, Alexa Bliss or even Nikki Cross, you know, those are all, I mean, that right there alone, I mean, you can have, you know, that's a lot, man. That's a lot of potential within the women's division that, you know, you could have, you could stand there and have a pay-per-view just with them alone on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, don't know. I don't know if you saw the finish to that match, but holy shit. Flew off, uh, hit the ladder. Lord. 
that. Who was that that hit the ladder? Uh, they hit the ladder? Yeah, the blonde that hit the ladder. Uh, who was that? Was that Tegan Knox or is that Dakota Kai? I, I don't know. Yeah, that was... I don't even know who won. Yeah, that was just crazy. The, when she came right. off. I mean, look at that. Broke the ladder. That was a great match. Looked great. Looks fun. A lot of things happen. Right. I fun. mean, somebody should probably tell Chelsea Green that she shouldn't be up, you know, kind of mad and, you know, like moving around since she broke a ladder in half. Right. Yeah, broke that ladder in half flying off of that. You can see that right there on that replay. Came off, she hit the ladder. I wonder if that one was supposed to break too. So NXT title gonna fight uh, gonna fight Charlotte now, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. All right, let's go right into that since that's the next thing. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. What do you think? think the right person won yes uh, i mean you could have went either way huh? to me you could have went either way i think they're going to go back and forth i think it's going to be a great right. feud that's going to be going i think they know what they're doing with this one and it gets charlotte on nxt which equals more ratings against aew you know they want to put the bigger a star on there yeah, yeah. and then it also gives it gives charlotte a, a fresh opponent too Right. That yep. actually, that you could that you could believe that could beat her. Yeah, you and, 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 and it's almost the only reason why she didn't beat her is because of you know the amount of experience that she has compared to Charlotte. Right. You know, this wasn't one of those like uh, you know, yeah, we got Charlotte and that's a name, and we're just gonna shove it down your throats whether you like it or not. Like that one. That was. You know, that one was actual, may the best person win. Right. Right, and Io Shirai is, uh won the ladder match, so she'll fight Charlotte next. Um, Rhea and, and the ratings this week, I wouldn't be shocked if NXT wins because it is takeover. They kind of pushed it late, so we'll see. But with Charlotte, I don't think they're going to, 
I don't think it's going to help them beat AEW. I mean, they got Finn Balor on there too. They've got some others, Johnny, Gargar- Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, but you know, it's great Charlotte's over there, and I could see them trying to do it for ratings, but I just don't. I don't think they'll beat AEW this this week. I think is a different set of circumstances with it being NXT Takeover, but we'll see. Um, next 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 match since you mentioned it, Bear, you want to talk about Edge and Orton? Yeah, I mean, I think that was probably out of the matches. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to give you my Undertaker and Styles. I thought it was fantastic. But out of the matches that were on the card, um, I thought that that was um, second best. I liked it. If they took about, like you said, five to seven minutes off of it, I think it would have been number one. It was great, told a great story. Um, some of the spots were a little slower as they went. Obviously, they were tired of shit, so that makes sense. The uh, old gym spot where he kind of got hung. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little air on that one. Maybe he could have done without the old... Uh, they could have maybe uh, choked him with something else. Not the gym equipment, but just personal opinion. I saw about a 50-50 split on uh, Twitter about that. Of Half the people going, really want to get over it. And the other half going, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that spot. I fall on the, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that spot sort of thing. Um, but other than, I mean, I thought it was a great, it was a good finish. You could see the emotion and edge that just shows you what kind of performer he is. I thought it was great. I mean, it, that's what told the story. He didn't want to give Orton a concerto, but he had the win, so he did. Um, I thought that was fantastic. So great storytelling. Um, the match backed it up as well. Those two are uh, those two are uh, studs. Obviously, you know one's a Hall of Famer, one will be a Hall of Famer here. So um, very good, very good match. I enjoyed it. And uh, he didn't have to give him that concerto. You know, he told the ref, "Stop! Don't fucking count." Isn't that what he said to him? Don't fucking count because he would yeah, he was going to yeah, count yeah, to ten. Gave it to him, and uh, I and I think why people are like 50-50 on that right now is because Dark Side of the Ring just had the Benoit thing and reminded people how that all yeah. happened. That's exactly why. But, yeah, it was a 36-minute match. I agree with you. You shave about 7 to 10 minutes off of that. Yeah, they could have took 10 or 15 off of that bad boy, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't see the whole training center. Right. <laughs> exactly. But we did. I mean, if you wanted to make it a uh, – what is it like a uh, a promo video for the for the performance center? Okay, fine, but you know I could have did without that. And that whole like the gym spot, it, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't necessarily offended by it, but if people were, I could understand. But I'm also not on the whole like you know it happened. Get over it because that's just something you just don't just get over. Uh, yeah. I mean it's. I can understand them doing that spot because, I mean, you're in a gym and, you know, what are you really going to, what else are you really going to use? Yeah, like if you're fighting, like what are you really going to use? Like you're not just going to sit back and be like, oh, you know what? Somebody killed themselves with this, you know, after they killed their family, uh, I don't know, what, a decade ago? Well, not even, yeah, a little bit more than a decade ago. You know, nobody's going to think of that. So, you know, I understand both of it both sides um i don't know that match it reminded me a lot of the Shawn michaels first match back where it was more of a it was more of a story instead of a match to where if something did go wrong or you know if let's say edge did 
had an out. So, which was nice, you know, but I don't know. It was a good match, though, give or take 10 minutes. Yep, I can uh, I can I can agree with you there. So the final two matches we'll talk about the Boneyard match. And oh, the, and then my oh, man, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, a motivated Randy Orton. That was that was nice to see. I agree. Because a lot of times you don't get that, and it shows. I agree. So as I said, uh, the last two matches different, of course, uh, more uh, like B horror films. Um, you had the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse match and the Boneyard match. So just some things about the Boneyard match before we, we talk about it. So it was filmed in Florida, and the Barnyard set took five days to build. Triple H and Michael Hayes are the ones who came up with the concept after visiting the spot where they shot a graveyard promo scene. It was filmed on March 25th, took about eight hours, went from 9 to 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. with cleanup taking a week to finish. WWE hired locally in Orange County community to help with production. Uh, the the Druids were also locally hired production group who were nervous about getting their part right. OC Taker all helped mo- mentor them through it. Uh, everything Taker and AJ said during the match, which is awesome, was 100% improvised. And Triple H was the one who gave them the okay to do so and encouraged them to do so, do as much talking as possible. Undertaker cutting his arm on the car window wasn't supposed to happen. They did that two shots of the scene, and Taker cut his arm on the second day, so they decided to leave it because it looked cool. And then Triple H and and, uh, Hayes are the ones who found the wooden hand. It's a hand! And and Taker's the one who came up with the scene of uh, AJ's hand popping up and uh, up from out of the grave. So what what are – we'll start with you, uh, Cody. What's your thoughts on that Boneyard match? I thought it was dope. I mean, it, it shows you, you know, it shows you why the Undertaker is the Undertaker and what he can do, like what he still can do. Physically, yeah, he's limited, but hell, he's, you know, damn near 70 years old, man. What do you expect? <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> and I think this, I, to, to me, I think this was kind of, I think this was AJ Styles coming out party. To me, um, to a, to prove to a lot of people, you know that he is that dude. Because I mean, right now, I'd easily say AJ Styles is easily probably the wrestler of the decade. Oh yeah, and he did get that from PWI. <laughs> like, like I mean, there's no like, there's no doubt. I mean, Jericho is you know a close second, but like this decade, man, is AJ Styles. Like hands down, yeah. And he actually this show he came a long way with his promos. Even though I didn't necessarily, I don't know, I didn't necessarily care for, uh, you know, them calling each other, you know, by their names and AJ calling out his wife's name. And I, I don't know. I didn't necessarily. I could have did without that because just their promo work alone is it was good enough without that. And then the match showed that too. So, and I mean, like, for AJ to come out to show up in the hearse and pop up out of the casket. That was great. Like, like come on. Yeah, like, that was dope. Like, that was, yeah, that was easily one of the, the one of Undertaker's best matches, hands down. Yep. And I think it played yep. to his age, played well with him. The bike coming out to Metallica, I thought that was awesome on my end. Uh, Parrot. 
What uh, you just got to see this fresh today, Parrot? What is your thoughts on this? I don't know what was that. I'm sorry. God damn, man! We're talking about the Boneyard match, Taker and Styles. What oh, are your thoughts? I loved that. At the end of it, when uh, AJ ends up in the grave, uh, I liked it. And then Taker goes and gets to the goes to the tractor, cuts the scene. I loved it. Yeah, that was. I like I like the uh, thought behind it. I thought um, they did a really good job with it, and uh, definitely something I'd like to see more of, honestly. Yeah, same, and and I agree with uh, Cody what he said because AJ always got shit for how he is on the mic, and they just let him go, hundred percent improvised. I thought him and Taker play off each other so freaking well, and they just did an amazing job yeah. with that. What you got, Bear? Yeah, they got me back full sort circle like towards the end when you know Taker and he's like, please don't bury me, please don't bury me. Yeah, and you know Taker's. Oh, hey, what's my wife's name? Like, oh! He's like, tell me how old I am. <laughs> tell me how old I am. Yeah, man. Like, that was, you know, it's like it brought, that that brought everybody, it kind of like with, uh, we'll talk about that later, but uh, it just, it brought everything full circle. For Like, if you were an Undertaker fan, like I am from the beginning, and, you know, it just brought everything together. And it was, it was, it, it was kind of that that thought that you had that if they ever put, you know, uh, Big Evil and Dead Man Undertaker together, what would it come out with? And I think that was it. Yeah, and that's also why he is potentially um, the GOAT. I mean, you can you got your Flares, your Hogan's, your Austins, but... No one ever talks about Undertaker as being the greatest of all time, and I mean, the dude just keeps reinventing himself over and over again, and that's a big thing about longevity, and the fact that they found this for him to make him look great, and Styles to make him look good, and him to make Styles look good, everything about this was great, And and it's something different. We've never seen this before, ever, and that's the biggest thing. Never been seen before. Taker made it happen. Styles made it happen. The OC made it happen. It was it was absolutely awesome. I love the concept, but but they cannot do this every fucking week on Monday Night Raw. I <laughs> so agree. They do it a once in a, this is a one time thing, maybe a once in a couple of years thing, and they cannot. If they overdo it, they're going to screw themselves. Yeah. Yep. I'm just glad they actually got it right. Yeah. My biggest thing, I was afraid it was going to turn into like a, a House of Horrors match or um, the one uh, when the New Day went out to the Wyatt family compound. Like, I was waiting on some shit like that. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, all right. And then last but not least, certainly not least, the Firefly Funhouse match. So many things going on here. Um, I'll start with you, Bear. Give me your thoughts on that. I need to watch it again, honestly, um, just to get everything that was involved in it because there was a lot of background shit uh, in that. Um, but overall, it wasn't really a match, obviously, but it was good. Uh, you know, it was Cena. It was Cena doing things that Cena doesn't get credit for, like he normally doesn't, 
and this is why people hate him. He pretty much buried himself while putting over Bray, while putting over himself while burying himself, and never burying Bray in the process of this. While also Vince kind of dug at Hogan and dug at uh, Moxley and all that. It was well put together. And, you know, for all the bad shit Vince does, you know his handprints are all over this. Obviously, Cena and Bray, I think, were huge in this. But I think Vince had a little bit in it. And I don't, you know, you just you just see these little subtleties and you're like, the old man still has it. Even though nine of his ideas are dumb, he still has one that's pretty goddamn good every once in a while. And this one was. It was weird. But once again, something we'd never seen before. But it was fucking crazy. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. What about uh, what about you, Zazu? You just saw this tonight too. Just broke up like a bus, dude. You what? I did. You broke up. Yeah, like you were staticky. I couldn't hear you. Oh, my bad. Uh, I was saying, what uh, what did you think of that Firefly Funhouse uh, segment with Cena and Bray? Uh, it was definitely weird. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't know too much about the whole thing behind the Firefly Funhouse. I know they've been doing it for a while, but I haven't seen it. You know, it's really interesting and weird, but I got to look my whole backstory to it and all of it, so... That'll be uh, time to come. Right, right. I totally agree with you there. And then uh, we'll get to we'll get to Cody Bryant. What uh, what were your thoughts on that whole segment? I thought that was dope too, man. Like you just, I, I, like part of me wants to think this has something to do with it, but since it made sense at the end and everything came together. It kind of made me think Vince had nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Such good shit. The only thing they probably told him was like, all right, Vince, we got this puppet. And he's going to say, you know, it's good shit. And he probably was like, oh, yeah, that's good shit. And he (laughs) ran with it. And they let it go. You know, like, (laughs) um, but I mean, like that right there was, I mean, that was, you know, a fan's, like, that was kind of a, it's kind of like a, a, almost a John Cena hater's wet dream. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, but I mean, it, it brought everything full circle with Cena. And for him, like, I always thought Cena was, was criminally underrated, you know, as a wrestler, as a promo and everything. And... I think a lot of people kind of turned on him and hated him because they seen how he was as a heel when he first came in and they seen like how good he was as a heel and then when he he flipped over to a face and it was just kind of real, it was just real campy. And, you know, I think that was the only thing that hurt him as a face. Like every now and then he would just get real campy to where like, come on, man. You know, to where almost like you couldn't believe like anybody was that good, right? And uh, but I I thought it was great. I mean, if, for it to not be a match, and honestly, how many matches are you really gonna expect Cena to have at this point? With him not even you know seeing action in over a year, 
and he's still filming movies right now too. So it's kind of like when The Rock came back at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, like the only way you're realistically gonna bring The Rock back is in a tag match where he's not gonna do that much. So you know, I thought it was great. I thought all the you know all the inside references and everything. You know, like if you're you you have to kind of be more than the typical pro wrestling fan to get a lot of the references that they alluded to. You know, like, because there were a time they flashed over and Cena was like, I'm going to take out the most overrated, overhyped, you know, uh, underappreciative talent ever or whatever he said along those lines. You know, and then he ends up losing. You know, that's what a lot of people thought about him. Yeah, and that was the whole and, point. Yeah, and like that NWO spot, you know, they were like, okay, where he kind of came out and he was like kind of, you know, basically Hollywood Hogan. And it was kind of like, well, everybody wanted you to turn heel, even though you didn't want to. And, you know, just imagine how it would have been. Like it would, a lot of people said like a John Cena heel turn would have turned out like a Hogan NWO turn. Right. So, you know, it was kind of a, that one was kind of like a what-if scenario there. You know, and then the, the references to Nikki Bella, like that was, I don't know. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying on that. You can look, but you can't touch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that got in there. <laughs> so, you know, I was waiting on like either uh you know, a Kendra Lust or a, or a Mickey James reference in there somewhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm the Kendra Lust references. God damn. Stop <laughs> <laughs> hating on my girl. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. You gotta give, give her her due. You gotta give her her due, man. Hey, if Tina didn't bang her, I would be disappointed. Right. Yeah, man. I love that, though. That I mean, I mean come on. There were, there were, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Raise, raise a hand. Who wouldn't? Right. Point, <laughs> point made. Didn't see any hands there. Parrot's on his, Zazu's on his phone looking up who Kendra Lust is. <laughs> right? I'm sure he knows exactly who she is. <laughs> Zazu for the win. Don't, don't look it up on your work phone. I already know. <laughs> the uh yeah they, they there was so much so many good things and and bray and john just i mean executed that to perfection the whole thing was great ruthless aggression and swinging and all of that and, and then just beating everything i mean like you said he buried himself without burying himself and i think a lot of people should respect cena more for what he did there and i i thought the whole segment was amazing and uh perry you'll learn more as you go on thank you zazu uh, but overall, what would you give? Right. What would you give the grade of this WrestleMania? Given the circumstances, what would you give it? B minus. I give it a solid B for the circumstances. I, I it, it would be an A, but you have a Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black match on there. Um, you could have did without the the Street Profits tag tag match. Um, so I don't know, man. But besides that, well, like you got you to gotta think though, both of the world heavyweight championship matches sucked. Yeah, they were the exact yeah, same sorry. match. I, I, 
That's what normally and there was at least one good championship match on a WrestleMania. Yeah. Both of them. But I did. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different. The, the, yeah. the one thing I do like about that, that, that match in particular is Lesnar gave him those suplex, German suplexes and then the F5, and he kicked out after one. I thought that told a good story about like Drew you know, building him up to be this megastar. Now they just can't fuck it up. Yeah, and Lesnar. Lesnar sold it as Claymore. He laid there and let Drew stand over him with the belt. I mean, that's badass. For a, for a long Lesner time. Sometimes right. doesn't get the props he deserves for that either. Right, well, and, and, and he should. was counting zeros at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's true, too. <laughs> He was, but you, you do have to give him credit, though, because a lot of guys, he, he will say he won't sell for and uh, won't do things for, and he right. and he, right. he helped Drew. Like on Raw, you talked about, kick me, do this, do that, and uh, get it done. So he really helped Drew and wanted to push Drew. So there, that's the good in that. Um, and then one other thing about the, the Bray Wyatt I wanted to, to read to you guys. So this is an interesting take, and uh, it really makes you think. So this is what it says. Bray Wyatt is fixing all the opponents he, he's beaten, taking their characters that are fake and weak, then reverting them to who they really were. He made Finn turn back to his prince form. Seth turned to his heel opportunistic, self-serving personality, made The Miz his true egotistical character, Daniel Bryan to his babyface indie wrestler self. The only one he couldn't beat was a man whose character has never really changed and was never varied off of his Goldberg persona. That is the weakness of the fiend and Bray. If you have no faults or no doubts in your identity, he cannot win. He preys on those weaknesses. I was like, "Damn, that is a very good take on that character." Yep. I, I, I read that as well. That's true. That's good. I thought that. And we can also say Drew, Drew McIntyre never had. He never got a chance to actually have his chance. I mean, right. his first go round, you gotta think he. It happened, you know. He had that. Uh, he had that falling out with uh, Tiffany at the time while they were still married, and it like happened in public. You know, and this was right on the heels of Chris Benoit, so you know they kind of, you know, they had to do what they had to do. I mean, he was Intercontinental Champion at that time, I think. Right. If not just lost the title or something like that. I mean, he was on track. I think it was just, I, he finally got his chance to shine. And, you know, he finally got it. And he was like, you know, he was that good all along, I think. But, you know, he had that fuck up in public. So they kind of had to, you know, make it look like they were punishing him. So... You know, that's, that's kind of what you end up with him in three and B. Right, totally agree with you there. Uh-huh. So I want to read. Uh, I want to read what Jeremy said, and then we oh, got to go ahead. Okay, and then uh, you know, if 
WWE, you know, if you're trying to kind of take the mystery or keep the mystery on if somebody's going to win the title or not, probably try to not advertise their uh, documentary special about them before uh, WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Like, God damn. Yep. Like, if anything, that's what made me mad the most. Yeah. Like, okay, well, now you're telling me Drew McIntyre's winning since you're advertising his hour-long special. Absolutely. Um, so I want to read what Jeremy said to us, and uh, I'll read what he said in, in regards to his thoughts to WrestleMania. So he says, as for WrestleMania, long rant ahead, I know the goal was to make us forget about things going on and be entertained, but the empty arena and some strange decisions, editing tricks on a tape show, whisper golf commentating during the Orton Edge match, abysmal amount of camera cuts, etc., actually made me a little sad realizing how messed up everything is right now. Expectations were not high, and sadly, they still weren't met for me. Most everybody tried hard, and there were three really good matches in my mind. Owens versus Rollins was my favorite match, probably followed uh, probably by the followed by the latter match with Kofi Kofi's fruity pebbles dreadlocks. Despite the ridiculous stipulation that the tag titles were on the line in a singles match, and then Edge Orton was a great brawl around the Performance Center. The women matches were really solid, although the opener went too long, but the majority of the matches were very unforgettable. Uh, will anybody even remember Bobby Lashley fought Black? Heck, most have probably forgotten that match just a few days after the event. Gronk, uh, this is where Beryl disagree here. Gronk was underutilized and really served no purpose, and that's how it should be. He should have been <laughs> serving no purpose and kept underutilized, in my opinion. Um the Undertaker versus AJ match was offensive to me. It belonged in a movie, not at WrestleMania. All the special effects used an absurd amount of Hollywood camera shots. It was way way overproduced. Heck, when the Druids showed up, I thought they'd all break into a dance as I felt more like a Michael Jackson thriller video than a pro wrestling event. I wish they would have just done it straight up like the Boiler Room Brawl back in the day, which was great. Then when you thought it couldn't get any worse... See, he's going to hate our show. The Firefly Funhouse wants to knock things even further down. Again, this is WrestleMania where feuds are supposed to come to a climax. Instead, we get a segment that should have been on Raw, a la The Rocks, This Is Your Life. Can you imagine if Mick Foley versus Rock at the grand stage of them all pulled this, <laughs> pulled the This Is Your Life skit instead of fighting? But since it was on Raw and so different from anyone, anything ever seen, it was classic. Same could have been said here, but it should not have been done at WrestleMania, especially in the co-main event slot. Horrible. And then Brock and Drew felt like they were just going through the motions to get through the seven-minute match. And as mentioned before, it is, just, is it just me or is anybody else bothered by all the cuts the producer does? The camera cuts to the different cameras make me nauseous. For instance, I just totally randomly picked a spot in the first match to prove my point and didn't have to look hard at all. For all the listeners out there, when you get some free time, start night one of WrestleMania and go to 1536 or so, Mark, then just watch for 10 or 15 seconds, and there are more than 10 cuts during that time. It's literally almost a cut per second ratio during that span. I just don't understand who thinks that is good television. I can't imagine watching any other sport with that many cuts during the action. Enough of my rambling. I'm still interested to hear. I'm very interested to hear what you guys thought. Some people actually love the overproduced Taker match and the Funhouse segment, evidently, and I usually love weird original stuff, so I'm curious to hear what you guys thought. Have a good one and rant. So thank you, Jeremy. That was a long one, and obviously you have heard we completely disagree with you. 
And uh, the cuts for I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the cuts just real quick, and I want to hear what Baron Cody has to say. I think you had to do all those cuts because there were no fans there, and you have to cut to different spots to get the the view of the the guys or the gals. Uh, so you're not showing the crowd that is not present. And uh, to keep switching those types of things, I was okay with it. And you obviously know how we feel about the Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse match. So I will let you guys go into your rant on this. Yeah, I mean, the cut had, I agree with you, they had to happen. I mean, you had to get the correct shot. There was, what, four, five, six cameras maybe. So you had to get the correct shot in there. So I think it was mostly cutting on that, not because of the action or not because of anything else. They just wanted to make it look as good as possible. Some of them were more obvious than others, but I didn't think it was uh, terribly put together where you could totally tell unless you had a really good eye for it. Um, but, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I can see his point of view. I can. But for the circumstances that we got... I think that you have to, you really have to lower the expectations. You know, you really do. And it, it was actually, if that, it, it, imagine that, everything that happened there, right? Now, the way I get it, the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, to us, were great. But to Jeremy, who it's not great, he's not understanding, or I shouldn't say understanding, but he's not looking at it through the eyes of, okay, let's now put that into a match, though, at WrestleMania. With Taker and Styles coming down the ramp, setting up a show, having a match really have been better than what we saw? No, no. not at all. Would Cena, and Bray, would Cena and Bray in the ring have been great? Possibly. Would Cena have some ring rust, as Cody mentioned? Very possibly. So would we have gotten a four or five minute match out of that and pretty much just the fiend on a squash of Cena, most likely. And that wouldn't have been exciting. So we just would have wasted a little bit of our time. We would have gotten five minutes on a Cena walkout and all of that shit compared to what we got to see there. So I think if he looks at it through the point of view of what we would have saw in Tampa with the pirate ship and Raymond James and all of that, with the spectacle and the good matches that we had, along with the other ones that weren't matches, I think that you kind of got to skew your view a little bit, understand that things had to be changed due to the circumstances. That's my opinion on it. Right. Well, my, and then, you know, taking off from what you said, my thing is, so, so let's say they do have a match. You're going to waste more time on entrances for the four of them than you will the actual match. Because those matches aren't going to be good. And then you're going to try, you know, and then at the same time, you're going to shit all over the fact that those matches weren't good. You know, you're going to say, well, the, this is going to be, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to complain about Undertaker being too old and not deserving a WrestleMania spot, you know, especially against somebody like AJ Styles who's there full-time, and the same where you're going to say you wasted the, the Fiend character on a match, on a rematch with John Cena that hasn't been around in a year. You know, like, what do you do with that? And then, I think what he should do, go ahead and rewatch that Boiler Room Brawl match. And then, after you watch the Boiler Room Brawl, watch the Boneyard match. 
the, the yeah, and let me know about something being overproduced. I mean, that boiler room brawl, hell, he had two days to do that shit without an emergency. I mean, granted, uh-huh. it was, was it, 96 or something? Yeah. But even still, you know, like, they had, they had time to make edits and cuts and everything else. So I think with those two matches, you know, and I don't know, I don't know how long uh, Jeremy's been watching wrestling or anything like that. But I mean, if you grew up watching wrestling, then you can understand why the the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse were, you know, why people hold them, they have a high opinion of them. And I mean, hell, I'm an Undertaker fan. And I think the Border Room Brawl was probably one of his worst matches. Like, it was shit. Like, between that and the very first Buried Alive match, like, uh, outside of the fact that it was the very first one of his kind, like, they were, you know, kind of crappy. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, just rewatch the Border Room Brawl. And, and like, with the camera cut, I... I they had no choice. I mean, what are you really going to do? Unless you're going to do kind of like what they're doing right now with this uh, Chompo Gargano match and just have, like, all the lights turned off. Yep, that's just what I was going to say, too. And this is like those camera cuts that we were talking about, and it's shot differently. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't have the volume turned on or closed captioning. I saw Triple H bring out a chair. What was that all about? I, I don't know. I had the volume down. so. Yeah, I, I'm recording this, like, so I'll go back and watch it. And then, you know, with the with the camera cuts, like, if you don't have any problem with the camera cuts that they do now during a match, the way they, you know, zoom in and zoom out on fucking, like, impact shots, you know, if somebody's kicking somebody or punching somebody or something, and how they do that weird, like, zoom in, zoom out thing, if you don't have any problems with that, you can't have any problems with them making camera cuts for empty arenas. Absolutely agree with you there. They started doing that shit. I'm not even gonna lie. They started doing that. Dude, I stopped watching WWE. I mean, like, how do you? You can't stay in the action like that. Yeah, it's you know. Imagine watching a boxing match or something, and they zoom the camera. They do that in-out camera thing that they do when somebody lands a right hook. Like, come on. Right. Not much you can do with that. The um the we we have uh so just a few things to wrap this up. Uh, cuz this is a long we were going to try to finish at 8. It's uh past 9. Uh, <laughs> obviously we knew this would go a little longer. Almost at an hour and 40 minutes now. Um so a few things. This is the first WrestleMania since 2007 that Triple H hasn't wrestled on. Another thing, uh, Hulk Hogan, what did he say now? He's basically saying that uh, COVID-19 is an act of God and the world may not need a vaccination. So he's going to get himself in hot water again. And then uh, I'm not going to do on... Right. And I'm not going to do on this day in wrestling history. I'm just going to say a few people had passed away on this day. Uh, Balls Mahoney died four years ago on this day. It's April 12th when people get this. Um when they'll listen to this. So Balls Mahoney died on this day, heart disease. And then Mike Von Erich died on this day in 1987 of suicide. 
So, um, thank you to all the sponsors, of course. Thank you to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check them out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give them a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Tim at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, and Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Again, sorry to Sparty Steve. You missed the show again. You Your times don't line up with us. So, again, you missed your, like, 17th show in a row. Sorry to hear that. And uh, But thank you for all you do for us and for the food at episode 100 and giving us a spot for hopefully in July where we can do episode 200, where we are going to try to get the grown-ups to do our show then since we had to cancel the April crossover episode. We look forward to it. Thank you, everybody. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. That's all me. Grand opening, grand closing.